welcome to another edition of SMT in Sports Today. Still struggling with that. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, and as always, I'm joined by Maurice Patton. And we want to take a moment, as we always do, to thank our wonderful sponsors, Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course, our title sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership, and outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Maurice, it's uh, Thursday. As we always do, we get a chance to talk about some high school football coming up tomorrow night, but we've also got several other sports that had some big weeks, so we're going to talk about those as well. But first, let's talk about the teams who aren't playing on Friday night. And coming down, was it Monday or mm-hmm. Tuesday? Monday. One the, earlier this week, I believe it was Monday, mm-hmm. Mount Pleasant High School varsity football uh, has been shut down for now two weeks, and Spring Hill, joining Spring Hill and Richland, who are shut down for this week. Right, and um, also joining Summit, who is not shut down, but was scheduled to play a team that is shut down, and we'll talk more about that in a second as well. But, yeah, um, Mount Pleasant, as you said, we got the word on Monday. They were scheduled to play a Region 5-1A game this weekend against visiting Cornersville. They're not playing that game. And from word that I got yesterday, Mount Pleasant administration was hopeful of being able to play on September 25th or to play their September 25th scheduled game against Wayne County. Wayne County has scheduled Houston County to come to Waynesboro a week from tomorrow. So um, apparently Mount Pleasant is not going to be able to play as they had hoped next week. So right. two-week shutdown for them. And like you said, joining Spring Hill, which was supposed to have played Lincoln County this past Friday, was set to go to Tullahoma for a region um, 4-4-A game tomorrow night. They're not making that trip. Richland is still down. They were supposed to go to Lookout Valley this weekend in a non-region game. They are not. So um, hopefully these these teams and these kids will be able to get back on the field here fairly soon. Absolutely. Um, you know, we haven't had the conversation yet, which we did a little bit, and we talked to uh, Bronson Bradley about this. Um is this a potential that it all stems from Collingwood? You know, when and when we talked to him, we were concerned after Richland had to um, shut down last week, two weeks after playing Collingwood, Richland and Mount Pleasant played. Richland then shut down, Mount Pleasant shuts down now. You know, it, it kind of looks like A plus B equals C, but I'm not, I'm not, Smart enough to know if that's actually the case. Bronson didn't seem to think that was the case, but the, what what makes it seem like it probably isn't is that it's Richland's coaches, not their players. Right, and the coaches never interact. Yeah, no. so it probably isn't a situation where they're getting it from other teams. They're getting it in the community or in school somewhere else. And and having talked to a number of coaches about this situation. School seems to be the concern because given the amount of time that you have to be in someone's presence to be exposed, it's a lot less likely to take place during the course of a football game or of a football practice than it is to take place in a classroom or cafeteria setting at school. Right. So, uh, I mean, I don't think this is a situation, like I said, of – COVID spreading during athletic contests. That being said, we just don't know. I mean, <laughs> we don't know anything for sure. Um, so there's that. Like you said earlier, um, Overton was scheduled to play Summit this week, and that game was canceled because Metro schools were not allowed to play sports up to this point. That up will, to this point? That will change next week. Um, it was announced today on Twitter's where I saw it. I'm not sure uh, if it's been announced officially yet, but 
that uh, metro schools will resume high school athletics beginning next week on September 25th, which means the October 2nd date with Spring Hill and Overton. Spring Hill and Maplewood. I'm sorry, Spring Hill and Maplewood is um, potentially a go. Yeah, yeah. And um, also means that um, Independence's game with Pearl Cone in October, later in October, is a go. I think those are the only two games involving Metro teams from September 25th on. I think the others have already been addressed. Um, you know, Central had to reschedule a game with Overton um, last weekend, wound up going to Giles County instead. Um, and and I think there was maybe one other one out there somewhere that I'm not remembering at this point. Oh, Columbia Central is supposed to play Stratford later right. on this year. So. Yep. And, and great news, I would think, for Giles County because um, they are the only Region 5 3A team that is not a Metro Nashville team. So, well, I don't know if that's good news or not for them. They're like, hey, we'll take a <laughs> we'll take a region championship and play a game. I, they are ranked number eight in the I state right fine. now. I think they're ready to take their chances on the field. Yeah, uh, it, it's not it's not what you want to see for uh, you know for these schools who have not been able to play. I, I, another school that we're, I mean, no, not in our coverage area, but Fairview mm -hmm. is also now shut down, uh, and they have their first non-win in region play in the last three years yeah. this week. So it's, a, it's tough. It is. It, it's tough for these kids, but I think um, – you have to kind of balance that out because you don't you don't want to say it's tough for these kids when you think about those spring sports kids that didn't get to play at all or only played a week basically. Right. So so it's all relative. Uh, it's it's tough for everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just it, it it's just a struggle for all involved, and we really feel for for both. Like you said, the spring sports especially they didn't even get to play their championships, and now it's just. It, it's all continuing, and you've got teams like Spring Hill who had one or two cases of athletes mm -hmm. having to shut down their entire program because the rest of the school is, you know, is an issue. Yeah, and, and, and so as a result, it sounds as if um, Spring Hill's golf team won't get to play in its district championship a week from Monday. So that that really, I mean, or on Monday, excuse me. This yeah. is. This is strictly my opinion, but that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, Rick Brackney, in an article that we've got up on the website, sm-tnsports.com, mentions that, you know, golf is the most socially distant sport there is. Um, and even when everything was going on with football during the preseason and they were trying to decide how to go about things, golf was full go. So... For them to not be able to play is particularly frustrating for Coach Brackney and, and those guys. Absolutely. That's frustrating is the the one word that every coach seemed to use in that situation. Mm -hmm. So it's frustrating for us too. Yeah. As you know, as media and sports journalists, it's it's frustrating to to know where these kids stand and or and not. How, or and then watch them have to struggle with this particularly it's, it's rough but speaking of COVID issues one of our local volleyball teams um, is off for since last week and this week but not of their own uh, issues right Santa Fe um, <laughs> they played Monday night uh, and got a big three to two comeback win over Kalioka and they were scheduled to play two or three. I know Harpeth was one. Harpeth and Hickman County and were Hick scheduled to play both this week, I believe. And they, they're not going to get to play either of those schools, which means they're off until, like, next Thursday. Right. Mm -hmm. Without – and it's not nothing of, of their, you know, doing. But uh, they did have a big win. Um, we were at that game on Monday night as they got a 3-2 to two win over Kalioka after falling behind 2-0. Uh, it was – it was exciting to be there. It was. Falling behind 2 nothing, lost back-to-back 25-23 decisions, and then um, blasted the host Lady Warriors in game three, in set three, excuse me, 25-11 to um, 
start the comeback. And um, like you said, some pretty exciting stuff there. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it during the match. It was just the first two matches were 25-23 losses for Santa Fe. It just felt like they couldn't finish. Mm -hmm. And then in set number three, they come out and just get that 25-11 to win, and it felt like something changed completely in the – in their mindset, and they were able to, to take that momentum and ride it all the way to the end and get a 3-2 win over Cross County rival Cullioca. Yeah, big win for Santa Fe. You know, not a not a district match um, as the teams in, in Murray County are spread out all over the place, thanks to the West of Life. But, um, Very weird. But still, you know, for, for bragging rights in the county, that's, that's big for them. And Cullioca had won this matchup earlier in the year out at Santa Fe. So big win for for the Lady Wildcats to go on the road and get. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Kalioka turned around on Tuesday and fell to community 3 nothing. Um, it's tough to do that, man. It's, t- it's tough to lose three three sets in a row and you, you just kind of feel down about it. And then you go over, you know, and get a, and lose 3-0 to community. It's a probably a good time to step back and take a breather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, again, the way they lost that match to Santa Fe, you, you got to think there was probably a little bit of a hangover Tuesday when they played community. Sure, no question. Um, out at Summertown, they, uh, we talked about that big match with Loretto um, that happened, I guess it was also Monday. Summertown got a 3-1 win over Loretto, and then they turned around and beat Collinwood 3 nothing. Um, and another big win from a county team, Mount Pleasant. They got a 3-0 win over Giles County, and they were scheduled to play Collinwood um, this week as well, but I'm not sure if we got results from that or not. I wonder if Collinwood actually played, because you know the football team was down a couple weeks ago. Well, I know they played Summertown on Tuesday, Uh, so I assume they played Mount Pleasant. But I don't know if it was a – because I'm I'm not sure if they played because they did play – Summertown. Summertown on Tuesday. So I don't know if there was a scheduling conflict Mm -hmm. or something. We don't have results from it, so I don't know. Exactly. Um, But this weekend we have a really cool thing going on. We've got a lot of volleyball scheduled to play tonight as well, and we'll pull up that schedule here for you. But uh, Saturday, we'll go backwards here. The Southern Slam Tournament is Columbia Academy. Columbia Academy is going over there to Coffee County. But the Alliance Tournament being played at the TOA Sportsplex or whatever it used to be, A Game. It used to be, it's it's Alliance Training Center now up at um, up at Cool Springs. That's it's it. been um, it's been A Game. I think it's been Franklin Fieldhouse. Um, so if you've been around here, you've probably heard of it in some form or another. But again, it's up there at Cool Springs. It's a um, pretty large facility, and they are hosting. I think. I think I understand that Summit and Siegel Correct. host this, and a um, bunch of bunch of top area teams will be coming in and taking uh, taking part in that on Friday and Saturday, including Summertown, Summit, mm-hmm. Brentwood will be there. Of course, Siegel, like we said, uh, uh, Warren Riker, Summit's volleyball coach. He he said that he didn't want to compete with Seagulls tournament, so they just decided to <laughs> make a big one together, and it's probably a great idea. I mean, this yeah. is this is going to be the premier tournament of the regular season, I sure. believe. And, and, you know, you're going to see a bunch of teams at this tournament that you're going to see here in another month or so over in Murfreesboro. Oh, there's no question. And that's Saturday, September 19th. Uh, I'm sure it's going to start at 8 a.m. like most volleyball tournaments of that level do. Right. Um, so if you're up early, it's a good place to go. On Friday, they're playing as well. Uh, the tournament begins on Friday, I believe, mm-hmm. with pool play, I'm sure, and then they'll play the, the bracket play on Saturday. Um, so Summertown and Summit at the Alliance Tournament in Franklin on Friday. Uh, hosting Columbia Central at 6 p.m. is hosting Loretto on Friday. And then tonight you can catch at 5.30 we have – Coffee County at Columbia Central, Columbia Academy at Providence Christian, and Mount Pleasant at Perry County. At 6 p.m., we have Eagleville at Cullioca, 
Independence at Page, Lewis County at Summertown, Santa Fe at Harpeth, and at 7 p.m. we will have Summit in Franklin. That's, there's a, a JV game before, so that got pushed to 7 p.m. We do not have Santa Fe at, at Harpeth. That's right. At sorry, six. you're right. Santa yeah. Fe at Harpeth was canceled. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. But other than that, uh, plenty of opportunities to see some great high school softball. Uh, sorry, volleyball. This Gosh, I'm back on the spring sports and I'm blaming go. you for taking me back. My bad. Uh, plenty of opportunity to see some high school volleyball tonight, tomorrow, and on Saturday, and some very good volleyball at that on Saturday. So, um, we've got soccer. We had some soccer this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we got a chance to get out to any soccer matches during the week, but we do know that uh, Zion took one, took a tough loss to defending state champion, as you uh, were right, you, know. you thought. Couldn't remember, but uh, defending state champion BGA got a 9-0 win uh, against Zion Christian. And then on Tuesday, Zion Christian fell again 7-5 to Giles County despite a um, Rufus Absher hat trick and two goals from scoring machine Ava Corbin. All right, so we're going to throw this out there because my dad called me two days ago, mm-hmm. yesterday, two days ago, I'm not sure, and he leaves me a voicemail and he says, I got a trivia question for you. Where did the term hat trick originate? In what sport did the term hat trick originate? Well, I assume it was hockey. Well, you'd be wrong. I would be wrong. It's cricket. I have no idea. He said he heard it on uh, there was a he heard it on a fo- high school football broadcast on Friday night, mm-hmm. and he thought, first of all, how did this come up? Mm-hmm. Second of all, cricket. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway, just thought I'd throw that trivia question out there. Hat trick originated in cricket. So there you go. Well, that's, I'd start to say that's worth knowing, but I'm not sure. It I, is. But anyway, I mean, unless you go to trivia night at you know. It's a local pub or something. <laughs> I, I don't really know. That's interesting. Uh, okay. So, soccer tonight, we've got several options for you at 5 p.m. Columbia Academy hosts Middle Tennessee Christian. Kalioka is at home against McEwen. Fayetteville travels to Richland at 6 p.m. Franklin and Summit play at 7 p.m. And then Ravenwood and Indy also play at 7 p.m. There are JV games before that Summit and Independence game. Tomorrow night, uh, Columbia Central is at Dixon County, and also tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, mm-hmm. I guess, um, Lakeway Christian, who is scheduled to play football at Zion, is also playing girls soccer at Kulioka at 4.30 on Friday. Mm-hmm. And just like we mentioned on the Monday podcast, they turn around and Saturday morning at Zion Christian, they play a 10 a.m. match against the Lady Eagles. That's going to be a... Uh, a tough road to hoe if you're the Lions. It's an interesting weekend, though, for them. I guess they're just kind of coming down and making a weekend of it. Um, well, Jefferson County's not really someplace you can travel back and forth no, from. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So, And I talked to um, I talked to the girls' basketball coach up there, Randy Kaufman, who used to be at Riverdale. Um, spoke to him briefly yesterday, just trying to find out exactly where they were because I originally... I had thought Lakeway Christian was in Morristown, but then I kept seeing White Pine, which is in Jefferson County, and he um, he corrected or, or clarified it. If you've ever been up 75, up 81, and into Virginia, um, Coach Kaufman said that Lakeway Christian sits at that first exit after you turn onto 81 North at White Pine, which is which is in Jefferson County, but it's a little past. Jefferson City and Dandridge, where you would um, turn off to go to um, Carson Newman. So it's in northeast Jefferson County between Jefferson City and Morristown, White Pine. But no, you can't get there from here. It's a, it, it's a tough one. I'll tell you what, though. They have got a beautiful facility. Up they there. really do. If you yeah. go and look at their the, the drone pictures of their entire facility, it is a beautiful place. And, and for a for a new school, I mean, they just joined the TSSAA in the last couple of years. This is their first year of football competition, um, varsity football competition, and we'll get to that more here in a bit. But they, um, 
they have really hired a great coaching staff. Like mm -hmm. I said, Randy Kaufman, who won a couple of state championships over at Dyersburg, is their girls basketball coach. Curtis Staples, mm -hmm. who some got, some folks may remember from his playing days at the University of Virginia, is the boys basketball coach. So they have um, gone out and gotten some names, and, and um, they are not planning to ease into TWSAA competition. No, they, they're definitely trying to take it by storm, and well done to them. Um, but, yeah, they'll be playing, like I said, tomorrow afternoon, 4.30 at Kalioka, and then they play against Zion Christian, 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. So get out and check out both of those games if you are a girls soccer fan. Mm -hmm. um, when we come back, we're going to talk high school football. This is the sport – uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Maurice, let's talk some high school football. We've got five games this week, so that's exciting uh, to know that we actually have five games despite losing four yeah. others. Yeah, uh, it, it's, um, I mean, a... What, what should have been a monster schedule this week has, has been reduced significantly due to the, the pandemic. But like you said, we still got some, some pretty high-powered matchups to take a look at. Uh, there's no question. We'll start with Columbia Academy as they travel to Nashville Christian. Nashville Christian finished second. Uh, no, they, they may have won. I'm not sure. They beat Davidson Academy last they year. They so won the West Region last year. And they had 17 starters coming back, but for some reason they've not been able to put it together um, despite having some really very good athletes. Yeah, it, it's been interesting. They got off to an 0-3 start before they won 28-14 last weekend at Battleground Academy, which is a D2 AA program. So, you know, it's um, – I'm sorry, that game was at Nashville Christian. But – you know, Jeff Brothers has been there for quite some time and has done a really good job. They've won a state championship over there. Like I said, they won the region championship last year, beat Davidson Academy, like you said, which went on to win state title. Um, not sure what the struggle was, but they seemed to get some things right last week against BGA. Um, their running game in particular, Deion King and Martise Edwards, um, they combined for, for three of the four touchdowns and rushed for like 116 yards, I think. So um, they're, they're going to pound it, and they're going to be physical with you on offense. And for a Columbia Academy team still trying to figure some things out, you know, they, they've had a tough time hanging on to the ball. If Nashville Christian's going to run the ball and shorten the game, it's going to make it even more incumbent on the Bulldogs to take advantage of the opportunities they have when they do have the ball. So this could be an interesting matchup. It will be, and like you said, they, they've struggled holding on to the ball, but they've not. They've also been taking the ball away. So that's a uh, you know a big positive for Columbia Academy to this point is they. You know the turnover battles. They're not, they're not just very negative in the turnover mm -hmm. margin. They are able to make and create turnovers. They just got to finish when they get them inside the red zone. Sure. You know the offense has got to find a way to to put it into the end zone. That's uh, that's been their struggle to this point. And I'm not sure you know what changes this week necessarily, but. We do like like we said, Nashville Christian had had struggled up until last week, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, like you said, that running game is really impressive. Uh, offensive tackle Harris Adams for Nashville Christian has offers from just about every D one AA or FCS school in the state. Mm -hmm. Tech's uh, Tech has him, um, APSU, 
He's he's got offers from just about everywhere. He's a big dude. When they run behind him, that that's that's going to be the key. Is can they stop the run uh, behind a big offensive line? So and and CA in all likelihood will for the second straight week be without their head coach Charlie Lansdale. Um, was in quarantine last week due to um, contact tracing. Watched the um, Davidson Academy game from his suburban park just above the um, the field at the, the JJ Savage Field outside the um, the corner of one of the end zones there. So he is expected to miss this game as well. Again, Seth Anderson will be on in charge on the sideline. Um, offensive coordinator Seth Anderson. So. Um, a little, I guess maybe having a week of that hierarchy. I don't know how smoothly or how roughly, you know, communications went for them last week. I think Davidson Academy took care of a lot of that. But um, that's just something to note, I think, that Charlie Lansdale won't be on the sideline for a second straight week. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to make a difference. All right. Moving on to Independence, they travel to our neck of the woods up in Franklin. Uh, I'll be at this game on Friday night, and there, it's really a question of can these defenses contain the offense? Yeah, yeah, we've um, we've talked all year about Jackson Campbell and the job he's done at quarterback for Independence, making the move from receiver. Um, Franklin in a 27-20 win last week against Summit. Got some really good play offensively, particularly from um, running back Bryce Sparks, who we had talked about um, off air, and you were you were concerned about his status late in that Summit game. Um, yeah, no idea where he stands now. The word I'm getting is he will play. All right. Well, there you so. go. That's good information. I mean, that, and that's important information, especially when our picks come up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sparks had a very good game uh, against Summit, and can but the Indy defense has been absolutely stellar. They've not given up a point in the in the first three quarters of their last two games. So, <laughs> I mean, some some late touchdowns by, by both Centennial and um, Blackman, but... In, in some games that had kind of gotten away right. by then, and so they didn't necessarily score those points against Independence's front-line people is the point that you're making. There. Right, so, I, I mean, th- this defense is as good as I've seen an indie defense since I've been around. Because, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, you know, we always talk about that indie run-and-gun offense, but this is a tough defense, and Franklin's got an offensive line that can play with just about anybody. I've, they're fantastic up front. So, we're going to see a the real battle of the trenches on Friday night, and I'm really excited to see it because this is, despite the run and gun and shotgun offenses from both teams, it's still going to be one up front. Up front. And that's what I love about football, man. It, it doesn't matter what offense you run. If you can't block and can't tackle, then you can't win. And here's the thing. <laughs> if, if you look at Donnie Webb and you look at Scott Blade, you get – Physicality. Oh, yeah. I mean, both those guys just kind of, their personalities just kind of emote that. So oh, it's yeah. not really a shock that the, that that is where this game is going to be decided. Not at all, not at all. Really excited to be out at uh, Franklin on Friday. Moving on to Zion Christian, they host first-year program, Lakeway Christian, and this should be a really another very good matchup for the Eagles. Yeah, you know, I like the way the Eagles are playing right now. Coming into the season, obviously the question was, how do you replace a Mark Lowry who threw for 2,400 yards and, and 20-something touchdowns last year, graduated, um, should be playing college ball somewhere, but that's another story for another day. Well, um, Luke Perko has pretty well put those questions to rest. The junior quarterback who's also playing linebacker and playing pretty well over there. Um, He's got almost 800 offensive yards and nine total touchdowns in four games, um, including these last two wins. They defeated um, Memphis Nighthawks 36-0, then they turned around and played Sail Creek somewhere over in southeast Tennessee, won a 48-42 shootout. Um, and, And he is just... Talking to Brad Lowry after that game, it's like the light has kind of come on for Luke at quarterback. And that's 
you expect that in a season like this where they weren't able to play any preseason games, they weren't able to play any seven-on-seven, it was going to take them a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But it didn't take him as much time as it has taken some other first-year quarterbacks. Uh, so it, it's really impressive to watch this young man. And clearly the quarterback coach over there, whomever it may be, mm-hmm. is doing a very good job. So uh, Well, I, I think the quarterback coach is may be the head coach <laughs> since he was signed as a quarterback at oh, North sure Alabama back in another lifetime. So, yeah, um, yeah, they, they've done a great job of bringing him along. And, and he, like you said, to not have the benefit of seven-on-seven preseason scrimmages or anything like that to, to advance to the point that he has as a first-year starter got to be a pretty positive thing for the Eagles. I think you got to like it. Um, you, you can't be mad about it if you're Brad Lowry for sure. Um, but with Lakeway, there are a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a first-year program. We don't know a lot about them, don't know anything about their, their, their players. Or, you know, this is a team that... And their two wins are both... Uh, the term has been developed... COVID wins. Okay. So um, they're two. They they've given up a bunch of points. I think they lost one game, forty-seven twelve, and and the other one, forty-four to, to something. I can't remember off the top of my head. But giving you know, up they, points they, is not going to be a, a a way to win against. No, <laughs> no. Considering you're you're talking about a team that scored thirty-six and forty-eight in their last two outings, so could be a tough night for Lakeway defensively. Absolutely. We'll see. Um, Columbia Central on Friday night will host Lincoln County. And uh, Speaking of giving up points. Speaking of giving up points, as Columbia Central has given up 77 of them in their last two. Uh, we talked about that Giles County loss line on Monday. and it, it just The shock factor mm-hmm. on Friday night was, was wild. So has Central struggled to find its identity? Have they just not put emphasis on said identity? What What's the deal? I think, and <laughs> that in five bucks will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, right. but, you know, I think Central wants to run the ball with junior Christian Biggers. We've talked about him a lot, 1,100 rushing yards last year. They want to establish him they only have one returning starter on the offensive line. Yeah. I think they've had some injuries up there in addition to the lack of experience. And so, you know, being able to run the ball authoritatively has been a little bit of an issue. Um, I would think that also plays into pass protection with a first-year sure. starter and Brady McCandless at quarterback because um, they've got the pieces – that they should be able to be more effective in the passing game than they have been to this point. So right now, I think Columbia Central's identity is probably defense first, and it's tough to say that in the aftermath of a 42-13 to 13 loss. Yeah, it's it's a struggle because you're not sure what's going on with, with the Lions. Um, not sure if it's an internal thing or if it's just the fact that they've got, you know, they may be needing some confidence. They, you know, that thirty-five to nothing loss to Summit, I'm sure, put a dent in any confidence they may have had. It's uh, it's just tough when you look out on the field and see the physical pieces that they have to see them get outscored seventy-seven thirteen. Now, granted, again, as we talked coming out of that Summit game, we felt and still feel like Summit is the class of Region Five Five A and Despite that loss to Franklin, they're going to make a deep run once the playoffs get here. Um, still, though, you felt like Columbia Central was good enough to be playing for a first-round home game in the playoffs, that type of thing. Yeah. And and we'll we'll talk more about that when we get to our picks. But if, if there's a team that's been mystifying to this point, it's Columbia Central. No question. And this is not the week – and this is not the team that you want to be trying to figure things out against because Lincoln County went two and eight last year, but they didn't play bad against most of the the, the quality opponents that they they played. You know they played well. That being said, first year coach Kevin Rose he comes here from Alabama. He was at Bob Jones, and 
if you know anything about Bob Jones, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the top programs in the highest classification of Alabama football. They typically win or finish second in their their region each year. Obviously, they've had to deal with Hoover uh, in Spain Park, so state championships were elusive. <laughs> but this is a guy, he's co- he was the offensive coordinator under Rush Probst at, at Hoover. He was an offensive coordinator for the 1996 Deschler Tigers who won a Class 4A state championship. He was a head coach, you know, at Sheffield where he won a couple of region titles. This He's from Muscle Shoals, so he knows this area and, and probably understands a little bit about Southern Middle Tennessee high school football. Um, and he's got a junior quarterback, Parker Webb, who's pretty good. And... Uh, He's the key to their success on offense, and if he's able to, you know, if he's able to establish the run game, and then and Parker's able to keep the defense honest, I, I'm not sure that Columbia has much to offer. He is, and Webb is a um, a two way guy. He he saw a little time both against Spring Hill mm-hmm. and against Columbia Central last year. I saw both those games, and and he's a guy that can do some damage in playing in Coach Rose's scheme seems to be benefiting him. Um, like you said, Rose has had some success south of the border. He's um, He's got Lincoln County to 3-1 and one right now, although one of those wins is a COVID win Over from Spring last Hill. week against Spring Hill. But they were down 32-18 to 18 late a couple of weeks ago against Franklin County in their Region 5-5A Oh, that was a... Yeah, that, that was a fun game to listen to on the radio because I was listening to it after our game, after the game I was at ended, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy." Yeah, well, crazy. You're right because um, Lincoln County wound up winning that game, thirty-seven, thirty-two. I think they scored what twenty-one straight mm-hmm. to win it. So um, they're playing with some confidence right now. The term that you used last week that has kind of stuck with me through this COVID situation, rest or rust. You know, Lincoln County not getting to play last week took them out of rhythm a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what type of effect that has when they play tomorrow night against Central. Yeah, um, it, it makes a difference on when you find out, too. Because when you know you got a bye week, you prepare a little differently. When you <laughs> think you've got a game, and then you end up having a bye week, it completely changes the preparation and they mindset. Did, and they were getting ready for sure. Spring Hill until late Wednesday. Right. So it, it makes a big difference. And uh, if the game comes down to it, Lincoln County's got a kicker that's as good as anybody in this area, and that's Reed Harden. So he can be a difference maker as well with special teams. You just – you can never uh, – we talked about it last week. Special mm-hmm. teams has just been a a difference maker for every single team this year, and especially against <laughs> Columbia Central. And if you were watching TV late Monday night, it's not just the high school level either. <laughs> I tell you what, Reed, if you can kick, uh, we may send you up to Nashville just for a you know, yeah, quick tryout. We'll, we'll, if you can pass the um, the coronavirus protocol, Mike Frable may be waiting <laughs> on you. Yeah. Jeez, it's just crazy. But, you know, that's that, that is the, the world we live in right now where you never know what you're going to get out of any player that you get because you don't know if, they're, if they've been sick or if they, what they've got going on at home. It's just high school football is a, is a different animal. So and, and it's, you know, everybody's response is, well, it's 2020. It's 2020, so who knows. But when we come back, we're going to talk about our game of the week. Really excited about that one. Um, so... We will bring that to you when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
That was supposed to be full screen. <laughs> those, so, are, those are the hazards of, of hosting and producing. Such as such as life uh, for me sometimes. Nonetheless, um, let's talk a little bit about our game of the week. As you saw, their helmets there. Um, that was Lewis County on the left and Summertown on the right. So, um, it, this is going to be a game that I, I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, I know Summertown is where you're going to be this week. It's mm -hmm. a top ten battle among, uh, Re among Class 2A yeah. teams, and this is a big Region 5 2A game. Um, Summertown won this game over at Hohenwald last year, 21-14, um, Pretty sure that Bobby Sharp will use that as a little bit of motivation with his Panthers coming in here. Um, but Lewis County traditionally has run this region. Um, Forrest actually won the region championship a year ago, so I, I feel like Lewis County will come in here thinking they've got a score to settle. I don't think Summertown has played their best ball yet. You know, they, they come in here. Um, Three and one. They lost last week up at Donaldson Christian, which was the number four team in um, Division Two A. Probably their biggest test to this point. They had recently they had picked up a COVID win over Collinwood. Is that right? Mm. Who was it they were supposed to have played and didn't? Yeah, Collinwood. Yeah. After after back to back wins on the field to start the year, they beat Mount Pleasant thirteen to twelve, and then they beat Wayne County 26-10? Yes. Yeah, you were at that one, right? Yes, it was twenty six ten. Yeah. It was a very good game. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure they played their best game. They may need their best game on Friday night against the visiting Panthers, who are four and zero and are putting up points left and right. Um, that wing T offense that they run, they um, Bobby Shark has run that for 30 years, basically, since he came over here from Milan as an assistant there. Um, and, and you know, they, they he doesn't get away from it. Whatever anybody else is doing, that's fine. But He's we're, we're, we're wing T, and, and it's yeah. served them pretty well. And, and the good thing is, you know, as a defense, you know what to get ready for. But getting ready is only half the battle. But this, yeah. I, I think, again, um, Lewis County coming in here ranked number three in the state in 2A. Summertown number nine, dropping from, from seventh after that loss up at DCA. Um, big game. Um, this is a th this is probably uh, one of the bigger games that we'll see in our area as far as importance in the region. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, it's a top ten battle. There's just a you know a lot you, that goes into this. I mean, you, you just don't run into too many games featuring two ranked teams like this. I think if, if you're just looking for some good high school football and you don't necessarily have an allegiance to anybody, you know, slip on down to Summertown, go grab your pregame meal over at Schaefer's. That's what I'm going to do. And then um, slip over to the ballpark. Um, bring your folding chairs. You can, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it, there's plenty of space along the outside of the stadium to sit on, uh, in a folding chair. Um, stands. Summertown is actually using the visitor stands this year because they're a little bit wider and have a few more seats than the home side. So you'll actually visiting fans will sit on the press box side, which is very unique. That's odd. Yeah. Um, it's very unusual. Typically, you know, but whatever. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I've not been to a game down there before. It's it's a lot of fun. You know that uh, that cornfield that you were in at Richland? Mm -hmm. I think it's the same one. It's the same one. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Okay. So, All right. Well, uh, hopefully we won't lose any footballs in the cornfield because they, they lost a couple of soccer yeah, balls. That, who knows? But tell me this. It, it, with the wing tee, does it, how much does it help that they've already – that Summertown has already seen the wing tee once uh, against – Mount, Mount Pleasant. Pleasant. Now, obviously, we know that Mount Pleasant probably doesn't have the horses Lewis County has, but there's got to be some positives to not having just one week of preparation for the wing tee. I would think there's definitely, you know, from a mental standpoint, from a confidence standpoint, it's got to help to feel more comfortable defending it. 
but still, you know, when you're actually out there and confronted with it, and you have to, um, you can't necessarily trust your eyes when you're defending the wing team. Oh, no, because you got to trust your assignment. Yeah, it's, it's like Will Smith said, what you saw, you did not see. You know, I mean, um, so you, you, you just got to be careful and, and you have to stay at home a lot because a lot of times the ball will come back to you. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it just goes against your, your tendencies and your natural reactions and that kind of thing. And, and a lot of times all those guys need is a crease. Right, like Bobby Boucher said, you know, when the, the center hikes the ball, he tries to tackle the quarterback unless he hands it off to somebody else. <laughs> then he goes and tries to tackle that guy. So you got to be careful doing that because you don't know when they're coming back at you with mm-hmm. the football. Yeah. You can't, that is not a, a, a good strategy if you are playing against the wind team, and, Bobby. And it's not a good feeling as a defender to see the ball go where you just were. Yeah, uh, you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to get called. Mm. Coach is not going to like that old film. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's not good at all. You don't want to see that. But it's going to be a great football game, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about it in just a few minutes when we make our picks. But we are going to pick our other four games right now, and our weekly pick them, as always, is brought to you by Jamie Davis Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122 and make sure to tell her that Chris and Maurice at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. And Maurice, let's uh, let's just go ahead and tell them what we got here because it's a... Uh, originally, when we... <laughs> when I made this graphic, I thought that we had completely picked different teams and I was like man we're gonna separate the men from the boys this week <laughs> but uh it turned out that I had just misread the text message and uh and I am so glad that we got that straight <laughs> that would have been weird um but we do have a couple of games different this week I'm really uh curious to see how it plays out but we'll first talk about Columbia Academy and Nashville Christian and this is a game that you know we thought before we thought we saw the BGA game. We thought, my goodness, this is going to be two teams that are really struggling mm-hmm. and need to get that first win. Nashville Christian got the first win out of the way. Columbia Academy still searching, and I think they're going to keep searching after this week. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. I'm just not sure that um, CA offensively is. Um, at a level that they can pull off this win, especially on the road against Nashville Christian, um, like the Eagles in this one. Oh, one thing to be on the lookout for if you go to this ball game, excuse me, um, Macy Crampton. That's not a guy's name. Nashville Christian's junior place kicker. She is she is five or six five of six on extra point attempts. Hey, yeah. I, uh, I I always love to see those female kickers because. Uh, you saw it on Twitter. Um, I was at the Jacksonville State game where Ashley mm. Martin became the first NCAA player to ever kick an extra uh, or ever uh, score a point. First female player. Yes, first yeah. female player. Yeah. Um, you know, I was looking at the stats from the BGA game last week and saw Macy Crampton kick, and so I'm like, that doesn't sound like a guy. <laughs> you know, let me check this out. I called Jeff Brothers, and he gushed about her. Apparently, he stole her from the girls' soccer team. Actually, she came to him well, and said, um, I hear you're looking for a kicker. And she was the he, one to do it. He said, I've never I've never had a girl. She's like, well, can I try? I so mean, if you can kick it, I don't that, care what you And want. that's exactly what he said. If you can put it through the uprights, we'd love to have you. And I bet that's what Mike Rabel's saying, too. <laughs> <laughs> Macy Crampton, if you want to make some history, just slip on, slip on out to St. Thomas State Park, uh, Sports Park. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nashville Christian in this one. Yeah, I think that's a, that. I mean, that's a, that's a really cool little story there. I did not know that uh, that was part of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Lakeway Christian at Zion. Zion has um, on a two game win streak and a little bit of confidence coming in. Mm-hmm. So I think the Eagles get this one as well. Uh, it's a it, it's probably going to be a little wider margin than 
last week, but I expect Zion Christian will put up some points. I think the Eagles take care of this one as well. Like you said, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, got a two-game win streak going. Lakeway's giving up some points. Yeah, I think um, I think it's by more than six points here. I like yeah. the Eagles. All right, and the game that I'll be at, Independence at Franklin, and the, once again, the Eagles. <laughs> a lot of Eagles here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last week we had lions and tigers and bears. This week we got all eagles. All All eagles all the time, yep. So, uh, you know, this is a game that I think independents should win. uh, But I also think that Franklin could win. (laughs) So it is what it is. But that being said, I think independents just has a little bit more firepower on offense uh, with Jackson Campbell. And that defense is just really, really good. So I'm going to go with the Indy Eagles. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, here's the deal. I, I felt like last week Summit's offense was more dynamic than Franklin. And I feel the same way this week in this matchup. I, I just think Independence is more dynamic offensively. And, you know, we saw how last week went. But I still like the Eagles in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last week was a that was a weird one, man. But yeah. it, it was it was a great game if you got to see any. Of and, it. and as you said, Monday, I mean, it was no fluke that Franklin won that game. They just went out and took care of business behind that offensive line, and and they were able to make um, Destin Wade one dimensional. And if they can do that against Jackson Campbell, then. We, we may be sitting here eating crow yet again next week, but right now I like independence in this one. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of options and great offensive players over at Summit, but there's some really good options in the passing game for big targets, guys that, you know, you don't necessarily have over. Indy's, Indy has the big targets with Ty Lockwood. They've got big target with uh, Brigham Oracle. And uh, Condra. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of difference between Brandon King, Brady Pierce, and Ty Lockwood and Condra and Morical. They're just bigger guys. So And you ain't even mentioned Calvin Wilson. And well, that, that he doesn't have the size. He's about the same size as those kids. Mm-hmm. So the, the difference makers, I think, will be the slot guys in the middle and those big tight ends. Um, Lincoln County and Columbia Central. And this is the one game that we picked differently. Uh, I've got Lincoln County in this. I feel like they just, uh, I feel like there's just some struggles at Columbia Central. They've got to figure out, and I can't, until they prove to me they figured them out, I'm going to go Lincoln County. And I can totally understand that. (laughs) I, I can absolutely understand that. I just think that there is too much talent on that sideline to drop to 0-2 in region play with both those losses at home. I think at some point some pride is going to kick in and they're going to get it done. I like the lines in this ball game. And come Monday, I may be kicking myself, but um, uh, I think they're going to figure out a way to, to straighten out whatever is going on for at least one night and get it done Friday night. Well, if they don't, and like you said earlier, we talked about this now. We might as well. They're in a very, they're in a struggle to even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, again, if they drop to zero and two, they have the to region, be Page, and they're both at home. Yeah, they still got Page, Shelpool, and Franklin County, and at least one of those games is on the road. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Um, that's not what you. Want to, to you don't need a, a must win situation this you know at this point but this is pretty much a must win. It for really Columbia is. Central. Yeah. So it's also probably a must win for Lincoln County if they want to make the playoffs. This is. Yeah, this is a team that was that pretty much was not picked to make the playoffs. They're already one and zero in the region. If they can get this win, get to two and zero, they're they're in a pretty good spot going down the stretch. But again. This, this is a pride game as much as anything for Columbia Central right now. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the game of the week, the one you will be at. Mm-hmm. It's Lewis County at Summertown, and Lewis County comes in ranked third. Third, mm-hmm. okay. Third. In Class 2A, and Summertown ranked ninth, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a barn 
burner. I think it is. I think it is. I just think when it comes down to it, as you said in the last, um, when we were discussing this earlier, I think Lewis County's offense is a tough challenge for any defense, even if you've seen it with somebody else, even if you practiced against it. Um, I just think, and, and again, I think this is going to be a motivated Lewis County team coming in here. They're 4-0 already. They won their first region game. They beat Community 55-6, to I think. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen this movie before. Like I said, I've been around here a while. Bobby Sharp has, has you know, when he's got good teams, you see those type numbers a lot. I don't know that this game will look like that, but I think the Panthers head back home at 5-0 and after Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I, I think, again, this is a Jimmy's and Joe's argument here. And don't get me wrong, there's some really good ones over at Summertown, too. You know, Javen Edmiston, Colton mm-hmm. Schaefer, Anakin Johnson, we've talked about them all year long. Uh, those guys are fantastic. Um, it's just a matter of... Can they be effective on both sides of the ball? Because mm-hmm. they they play both sides of the ball. Is Javen Edmiston going to be able to, you know, play the sideline to sideline that he does at that linebacker position because he plays it really well? Probably plays that as well, if not better, than he plays running back, which is because he's just so dead gum quick. Mm-hmm. He just runs sideline to sideline before you can even shake a stick at him. It's, it's incredible. So, you know, speed makes a difference, but in a game like this, it's not about speed. It's about playing your assignment. It's about making sure that you stay at home, wait for that buck sweep because it's coming at some point. Mm-hmm. You don't know when, but it's coming. You They may run five or six lead dives, and next thing you know, you know, defensive end crashes, and boom, it's off to the races. <laughs> uh, the wing tee is one of the, the most – Unique and fun offenses to watch. Uh, when it's ran well, it is as good as anything. And it's really the great equalizer at the high school level. I think. Sure. Just because you don't have to be as physically talented to be successful with it if you can get the kids to run it well. Yeah. So I've got Lewis County as well. So Before we get away from this Region 5-2A game, though, we want to um, – Send our best wishes. I know I don't know how much we circulate in Marshall County, and I don't know who will see it, but if you are a high school football fan in Middle Tennessee, you have heard in the last week the name Micah McClendon. Um, I think he's a junior over at Forest. In their game last week, they lost to Moore County. He sustained a spinal injury. I think he underwent surgery at Vanderbilt University Medical Center on Saturday or Sunday. Um, still recovering from that. I'm not sure what his status is, but I've been around people with spinal injuries, athletically related spinal injuries. Kids got a long road. Um, and he needs your thoughts. He, he needs your prayers. I am. Um, excuse me. My son and Michael's brother wrestled together collegiately for a while and so I'm a little familiar with that family and just just keep some good thoughts going in that direction if you would please no question all right that's going to do it for us on southern middle tennessee sports today this week once again keep following us on the website sm-tnsports.com follow us on twitter at sm underscore tn sports that's also on instagram at SM underscore TN Sports, and then, of course, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook and uh, our group as well on Facebook. So like our page, follow our group. We will see you uh, tomorrow on Facebook Live just before our game. So make sure to, to Be sure and check us out on TriStar. TriStar Friday, Friday Night, Night Live. Live. Before and after the game as yep. well. That's on uh, WKRM, WKOM, and several other stations around the southern middle Tennessee so plenty of options uh, Friday night don't forget about volleyball soccer as well um, we didn't even mention the cross country meet we didn't um, um, real quick out at ring farm on Tuesday a lot of good runners out there um, 
congratulations to Trace Schoberl from Columbia Central who won that event and to um, Gonzalo Chamorro from Columbia Central who placed third. And we will talk more about the Murray County Championships that will be held next Tuesday at Ring Farm. We'll talk about that more on Monday as well. Not just that, but there's full coverage of the Ring Farm on uh, sm-tnsports.com. So once again, thank you guys for being here with us, and we'll see you next time on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.